I'm Gary Bard, founder and editor-in-chief of today's Caregiver Magazine and Caregiver.com, and your host for our weekly caregiving podcast series. In this podcast, we will introduce you to many of the leading caregiving thought leaders, authors, experts, and even caregivers with famous faces who have graced the covers of our magazine. According to the American Foundation for the Blind, there are presently nearly 7 million Americans over the age of 65 with severe visual impairment. The risks of low vision can greatly affect our loved one's health, well-being, and even their independence. But there have been a lot of great advances in regards to low vision technologies that can help our loved ones live more independently and keep their dignity. And nobody knows more about these advances than my guest, Richard Tapping, Vice President for Vispero, the leading global manufacturer of products and technologies that have been helping people with vision loss for over 25 years. Hi, Richard. Can you tell me some of the latest technologies available today to help our loved ones with low vision maintain their independence? I sure can. Today's advancement uh, incorporates a lot of the mainstream technologies that the baby boomer generation, you know, are beginning to adopt. And, you know, fortunately, um, the digital advancements in, in some of the products that we have now allow us to greatly improve the uh, use of magnification in particular. Um, so, you know, gone are the days perhaps where you, 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 if you need something larger to, to, uh, to see something or read something, you would use an optical magnifier. And the developments are such that, you know, since the birth of the optical magnifier, they figured out how to put a, 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 to put a bulb or illumination onto the optical magnifier because that's a big part of the issue. Uh, when you're low vision, is, is having sufficient lighting. And and now we've been able to incorporate contrast enhancement as well. So in some of the uh, more recent products that we have today, the combination of those three important factors are housed in one device. So you have magnification, you have lighting, and you have contrast enhancements. Um, and those things coupled together means that uh, we can greatly improve the access of print in particular for those with visually impairment. The, the other part is uh, text-to-speech, which is where I refer to the, the mainstream um, part. So we can now essentially scan a, a printed material, a newspaper, mail, um, you know, anything essentially, um, a, a, a medicine bottle, a cereal box, um, and and basically read the text that's on uh, on that paper, the printed text, and read it out loud. So now we're overcoming the visual challenge completely by eliminating eliminating it from the equation. Now we can simply have the technology scan the information and and, and read it uh, to the patient. The technology behind this is astounding. It's one of the areas that we focus very highly on. So over the 25 years that you know we've been doing this, it's, it's not just about making product and making things bigger or making things read things out loud. A, a big part of our challenge when we develop these products is to make them very intuitive and very accessible for the people that are using them. Um, you know, we're often talking about you know seniors that may not have a smartphone or perhaps have ever touched a smartphone. And so when you give them the technology that we have today, you know, we're talking about digital types of devices, 
and, and simply just to put a touch screen on it and, you know, and ask someone to do gestures, well, that can be difficult. And so we spend a great deal of effort um, making the controls and the interface extremely user-friendly so it doesn't become part of the problem. Or in other words, we're not replacing one problem with another problem. Um, we're actually eradicating that problem. You are a family caregiver for your grandfather with AMD. What challenges do you face then and what were you able to do to support him? You know, my grandfather was a uh, challenging patient. Um, he is, I think, 86 years old, and as his vision began to deteriorate, deteriorate, he he chose simply to switch off and just to stop engaging. He became more reliant on my grandmother for you know, mail and important things, but he basically gave up the things that he loved to do. And one of those things was he loved to, you know, uh, bet on the horses and, and read the forms in the newspaper. And uh, he, he he had a, you know, he basically stopped doing that because one of the challenges that you'll find is people do not, self, people suffering from vision loss do not self-identify as vision, as low vision. And so specifically with my grandfather, it took me a couple of attempts to introduce, you know, just basic magnification skills for him, uh, where he could overcome those challenges and himself, and, and rather than calling on my grandmother to help, he was able to do it independently, and it essentially transformed his uh, his daily activities. He, after some time, he was able to adopt some of our um, electronic digital magnifiers, uh, where he could then do his own mail, read the, his, you know, read the newspapers himself, and he actually got back into it. But the biggest challenge by far was the adoption, um, or really the, the uh, acceptance um, uh, that, that these tools were out there and they could help. Um, my grandfather was you know, very set in his ways and uh, just simply didn't want to adapt. You know, at 86, it, it, it's difficult to adapt. Um, but given the right tools, and assuming those tools are very intuitive and easy to use, it can be done, and he's, he's a great example of that. That's, that's a great story for caregivers sitting around with their family members trying to figure out how to get their loved one, who, you're right, don't self-identify, and one, and two, are set in their ways to realize that the solutions available now are so much better than they've ever thought of before. You know, one of my challenges with my grandfather is, you know, I'm originally from the UK, and my, and my grandfather still lives there. And so my challenge was I don't get back that often, so, you know, I, I was able to send a couple of things back for my mother to introduce to him. And, you know, initially I sent back a couple of just simple optical magnifiers, you know, very simple devices that you just pick up and, and place above the text, and, um, and it will magnify the text with some illumination. And so I started out very simple. I, I introduced these through my mother, who, who took them to him, and obviously, that, again, they're simple enough that my mother could, could figure out how to, how to demonstrate this to him. And the next time she went, I sent uh, another product, a product that we manufacture called the Ruby, which is a digital handheld magnifier. And the Ruby, you know, you make the point about the advancements and, and just how more how easier these, these tools are to use. And what the Ruby offers um, is dramatic improvement in the field of view and contrast over the optical magnifier. 
And so while the optical magnifier wasn't really something that he probably used all the time, it gave him a very good insight as to, you know, what type of technology or, or product was out there to help him just read a little easier. And then when we put the ruby in front of him, um, my mother reported that his experience was completely transformed because he went from using an optical magnifier, which has a small field of view, doesn't have enhanced contrast, and so you're just kind of relying on making sure you have the distance right and the, um, and the focal depth right, to a ruby magnifier that does everything for you. All you have to do is place the ruby magnifier on whatever you want to read, and almost by magic, you know, the, the text displays on a screen um, in a, in a, in a, and gives you a large field of view, and we're able to magnify the text from 2 to 14x, 2 to 14 times, as well as increase the contrast of the text that he was reading. And, and I mentioned earlier, my grandfather reads the newspaper a lot, and newspapers are inherently difficult because the text is often faded. And so even with magnification, the text sometimes just isn't bold enough. It isn't crisp enough. And so the Ruby is uh, designed to not just magnify it, but it's also designed to increase the contrast. So it really makes the, the letters pop on the screen. And you can, I mean, I hope you can imagine the impact that that had on him, um, having once seen the optical magnifier and, and some of the more basic traditional devices to, you know, being sat in front of this ruby now that completely transformed the way that this text was displayed to him. And it that made was, it accessible. That was brilliant. A real stair step. Instead of walking him into the, the future, take a half step. He appreciates yeah. that. And then the next step is is easier for him to. And now he's looking for what what more can I do? Exactly. Yeah. Now he's just eating up the technology. <laughs> that's 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 a really good piece of advice. I appreciate that. Yeah. You know, one thing that's interesting about Vispero is the company owns so many of the leading brands in low vision support: Enhanced Vision, Freedom Scientific, Optelec. Can you tell me about the synergies that have come about by having? all of these terrific brands under one roof? So here's what I'll say. You know, part of the reason that uh, Vespero has you know, essentially created an umbrella of these brands was to create scale. One of the biggest issues that we have as an organization, actually as an industry, is creating awareness that, you know, these technologies actually exist. Um, and so it's, it's, it's fortunately, it's a small industry. Um, but there are, you know, still, as you mentioned, you know, millions of people out there that go underserved. They just, they're not, um, they're not on the radar, or, or vice versa. Actually, we're not on their radar, um, and that's because we don't have the scale. So the concept behind Vespera was to try and bring what it thought were the best manufacturers that existed in this industry, the ones that could offer the most value and the broadest. Uh, portfolio of technology that could basically serve the needs of as many people as we possibly could within the visual impairment market. And, and so, you know, Vispera went to work at bringing together, as you say, enhanced vision, um, uh, Freedom Scientific, and uh, Optelec, AI Squared was another one. Um, and those, uh, those brands essentially uh, make up 
almost all of the tools that are required or that are currently used if someone has a visual impairment. And so the portfolio ranges from everything from the optical magnifiers that I mentioned in my story about my grandfather um, all the way through to Braille if necessary. Um, and we, you know, we serve customers that from from birth, um, you know, and we have some customers that are 104 years old. So um, that was a big part of the, the the underlying work behind trying to bring these brands together to, to to serve the wider population, to increase the awareness uh, generally in the market that the technologies exist, and ultimately to bring the types of technologies in the portfolio. Uh, regardless of what level of your of your vision impairment that you may have, so it, it is one stop shopping, and also, if your vision changes, you're able to stay with these customers and um, make sure they get the support they need throughout the life cycle of their their vision changes. And and not that's exactly right. Not just vision changes. So you know the the challenges change, right? Things that you did yesterday, you know, you may want to do different things in the future. And so the good thing about the brands and the portfolio that we offer are that we, we we tend to try and look at it like components or really tools in a toolbox. That's really the best way to look at this. And so, you know, one solution isn't going to fit everybody, which is why we have a, you know, basically a toolbox of different tools that can adapt to the changing visual needs that, somebody might have and you know this could be over you know decades um, or, or it could be down to the changing uh, challenges that somebody have or, or the activities that that person is trying to achieve um, so you know that's essentially why we have what we have what do you see for the future of low vision technology my answer to that would be I think further integration with mainstream you know that there, there are wonderful developments out there um, in terms of mainstream technology. Uh, AI is one, artificial intelligence is one, machine learning is another. And I think if we can integrate more of that technology into the products uh, that we have today, but do it in a manner that stays true to really what we've always been about, which is not just creating products, but also creating the user experience. Um, but I watch my kids run around with, you know, the latest technology, you know, day in, day out. And even for myself, looking at it, if I don't use it every day, I, you know, it may take me some time to get used to that user interface. Uh, and it's not terribly intuitive to me. Um, and the same, you know, is said for seniors with vision loss. You know, as technology changes, and it will change, um, the aim or our goal as a company will be to, to take that change in technology and make it accessible for everybody, regardless of whether you have uh, a vision impairment or not. And so that very much leads to some exciting developments, I think, in the future for, for low vision uh, uh, technologies. What should a caregiving family do when they're caring for a loved one with low vision challenges? I would say take advantage of the resources that we have within the distribution network that we have around the country and get the technology in front of um, your folks that you're caring for. So the easiest way to get hold of us is visit vispero.com, that's V-I-S-P-E-R-O, 
Uh, alternatively, uh, we can be reached directly at 727-803-8000. And there's an email address that it's info at vispero.com. And if anyone does visit the website, there is a contact form on that that they can complete, give us the details, and then someone can reach out depending on where they are in the country. What is one most important piece of advice you'd like to share with family caregivers? Most important advice I can give, and, and this is from my own experience, is try something, just like I did again with my grandfather. You know, I, I watched my grandfather, you know, back away from the, the daily activities that he was involved with over the course of a couple of years. And you just have to try. You just have to put something in front of folks that, um, that can really transform um, their outlook on life and what they can do versus what they could, could have done yesterday without these tools.